Every business owner is looking for more leads, better quality, high quality relationships, and also better follow-up. And in this episode, we're meeting with Charles Bird. He's going to share some of his best strategies, best techniques, including how to get free leads. So Charles, what are some of the big nuggets that we're going to cover today? Some of those nuggets are how to connect not only with your ideal clients, but ideal partners who literally have busloads of ideal clients. They'll drop off in front of your business week in and week out. And we'll show not only how to wow them, but how to follow up systematically to close more deals, the fortunes in the follow-up. And you'll know the specific outcomes from every call to guide them to a bigger win for both of you. All right. Well, all that and more is in this episode. So visit capabilityamplifier.com or click the link to watch or listen to this episode. And we'll see you on the inside. Hey, it's Mike. I have a very, very special guest today. It's my friend, Charles Bird. And what I love about him is not only is he a great super connector, he is all about relationships and creating really, really profitable JV relationships. We're going to be talking today about lead gen, building relationships, but also about following up because he is a master at hacking processes. That's another reason why we connected and met. So we're going to just dive right in. Charles, an absolute pleasure to be here with you today. Mike, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. All right. For people who need to know a little bit more than what I've shared already, is there anything else that you want to add with regards to your bio, your capabilities and skills that we're going to be talking about today? Uh, well, the the crash course version, I worked in the Silicon Valley for 15 years. I wanted a taste of that entrepreneurial freedom. I was a director at a billion dollar software company and um, I got a little comfy there, but Finally uh, made a move and created a low-ticket productivity course. Got very good at marketing that through joint ventures. Eventually, people wanted to know how I booked two to six joint venture promotions per week. Started putting on uh, events, workshops, consulting. And um, it's just based on providing value first, uh, connecting, and making bigger things together. Yep. it's uh, And that's exactly the way I know you. And for the record... Um, Charles has already connected me with some um, connections that have become clients as well. And he also sat down and did some amazing optimization with me and my team solving some big challenges that I've had internally. We're going to go deeper than that, though, today about some of the bigger value. And what I wanted to begin with is... Um, really talk a little bit about lead generation. You call it the oxygen of every business is revenue. So why don't you talk a little bit about some of the lead gen strategies that you've been using as a super connector? Sure. So primary strategies are knowing, of course, who your ideal client is, your the audience that you're the best fit for, and then analyzing who has that audience. And from your network working from warm, uh, getting intros and connections to not only ideal clients, but to partners who have vast audiences developed full of your ideal clients. So you're working one to many. And so it's all about connecting, building long-term deep relationships, providing value first systematically, and then 
turning every one of those opportunities into two or three more as part of the system as well. Well, and for this, I want to talk a little bit about um, tools, because one thing that you're exceptional at is using tools. But I also want to talk a little bit about the data research, because it's easy to say what you just said. But when you get right down to it, when you go out and you find someone who has access to a right fit audience, um, you not only have to be a really good researcher, you need to be good at crunching data. So what are some of the techniques, strategies, or tactics that you use um, to go deep. And if you want, we could actually play Let's Pretend. I'd like to hear your response first, then I'll give you a problem to solve. Yeah. So uh, on the research side, it's it's simply after you know who your ideal audience is, look for the leaders in those spaces, the tools these folks are using, the platforms they're on, where people are spending time online and offline. And then showing up to those communities, um, listening to people. Uh, the the fa fastest path to learn what people need is ask and then listen. And we each have a tool set of superpowers. In your case, it's messaging and strategy and, and connections. Um, we each have our own toolkit. In my case, it's connection systems. Uh, and by learning like in in your case learning about who your ideal client is uh that puts me in a position to connect you directly to them um or it or the system side we were talking through different ways to optimize how you and your team manage connections information lead generation um so again by listening that creates the opportunity to serve and when you're continually providing value first with the people you're interacting with, um, that value comes back uh, many times over. It's how I've started five and a half years ago with zero connections in the online space and am now uh, grateful and fortunate to work with some of the very top people in the space regularly. And it's that uh, systematic connecting, listening, providing value, and lining up bigger deals. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to give you a, a challenge. Um, and I'm going to do this selfishly because why the hell not? Um, <laughs> so, for example, I've noticed if we look at strategic coach, for example, the business owners that belong to coach are they've got multi million dollar businesses, you know, all the way up to billions, but in general, kind of the sweet spot is around like, three to 15 million. There's a lot of business owners in that category. And increasingly, they're either uh, people who've written books or want to write books. They have podcasts or want to have podcasts or are on podcasts. And a lot of these business owners have realized, you know, the value of having a, a strong personal brand increases and multiplies their brand, their value. So you know, one of the ways in the past that I've done some research is, you know, I might set up some searches where I'll have someone do some data analysis on Twitter and find someone who lists podcast or speaker author in their bio. Might do the same thing on uh, LinkedIn or some of the social platforms and then use a tool to um, do some more deep research on the individual and get their contact information to reach out. Um, and so I know, for example, 
um, you know, if, if I wanted to find someone with that criteria, I'd have to slap together a lot of tools, maybe work with someone who does data scraping um, and analysis. But how would you go about approaching that from a systematic way? Again, I just kind of want to feature your brain here. That's part of uh, my objective and my goal. Sure. So the the actual answer is I do it the opposite. And what I mean by that is uh, what you've just described, which actually a lot of people think of it this way, especially in terms of how do you find ideal joint venture partners to create promotions? Um, the mental thought out of the gate is I need to research people I don't know. I need to connect with them out of the blue on, on social, which I'll point out, you can absolutely successfully do. I've done it many times, but I'm a lot bigger fan and advocate of working from warm. Who are you already friends and connected with that has a connection to the people you are seeking? Because um, when we work from warm, um, then you get the the advantage of writing on the authority and relationship of the person connecting you. So if I reached out to you cold, um, I, I saw you speak a few years ago at a mastermind. Um, if I had just walked up or emailed you, I'd be pretty low on your awareness radar because you wouldn't know me at all. But coming in through a warm intro, which is exactly how we met, I came in high on your radar. You're like, cool. If, uh, if John Asraf wants me to meet you, I want to meet you too. Um, mm -hmm. So that is the strategy. It is, um, and and of course, I'm not presuming everyone has a bunch of high level friends, but you do that the whole way. You're you're kind of ping ponging the level of people you have access to and building relationships the whole time. Um, I've certainly reached out to people cold just because I liked an article they read or wrote, and I just pinged them and nurtured that. And I booked several JVs with them, but it took seven months instead of a week. Right. Uh, so uh, as far as research though, uh, I also receive a lot of intros um, and basically take a look at their site, take a look at LinkedIn, um, just to get a feel for the market they're in, uh, try to get a feel for where they're at. Um, sometimes I'll look up common Facebook friends or LinkedIn connections. And actually at this point, my VA does that for me before any meeting. So when I show up to a meeting and there's a calendar invite, um, inside it is a link to an Evernote note. If you click that link, it doesn't go anywhere. When I click it, I get a whole summary of who you are, uh, a little bio on you and um, who introduced us or where we met. And so, you and I are in back-to-back -back calls. There's not a lot of time frequently between them. So just having something super digestible that you can jump into the conversation with some momentum perspective. Where in the country are they? Do you guys have common friends? Do you go to similar events? Are you using similar tools? Those all create different opportunities to connect. Great. All right. Next one that I have for you is about building relationships. So. We met um, through, you already mentioned, through John Asaraf, um, and I just said, who do you know who's a super connector? And I can't even remember what else he, how else he described you, but we had a great conversation, a lot in common, 
Um, you already said you're a great listener. Well, you didn't say that specifically, but I'll say you're a great <laughs> listener. But more importantly, you make a lot of connections very quickly and also provide value. And it's like, hey, let me connect you with, let me connect you with. And you were really sincere about giving first. Um, very similar in that regard to Joe Polish. It always has that give, give first um, and give forward perspective. But then um, we also exchange some videos. You're really good at video follow-ups. I always call them money phones. Um, <laughs> and you not only accelerate trust, but you build credibility. So why don't you talk a little bit about your strategy of trust building, building re reciprocity. And I will just flat out say it does not come from a place of manipulation or getting. Um, it certainly never feels that way. Uh, you do have a, a great demeanor, but you know, how do you, how do you stay on track and what's your, what's your technique? Sure. So there, there's a few elements. It's, it's, uh, we have this flow that we walk people through the, the shift to relational marketing relationships, the shift to wowing your partners. And so the wowing your partners, there's a few elements to that. There's wowing them before an interaction. There's wowing them during and there's wowing them after. So the before part is how you enter their orbit. Um, I'll, I'll use it again just because it's, it's uh, how we met. When John does an intro, he's, you've been friends with him for years. You trust him. You guys you know, have a, a deep history. Um, coming in with an intro there, it's got a wow factor of its own. It's not. Um, and again, I want to relay this back to how people can do this without big connections. I'm just speaking mm -hmm. like for, for how we connected. So, um, so there's coming in with somewhat of a wow, cause you're coming in with an endorsement of someone, you know, like, and trust, uh, step two, the interaction, uh, on the call, uh, I had to reverse engineer what I was doing to be very effective at lining up deals and building relationships. And I, I found one of the techniques is, um, it's it's taking the wins in your world, the things you're up to, the things that have momentum and baking them into the conversation at the very beginning. I call it the small talk is the big talk. It's it's the invisible pitch. It's taking that momentum of what you're up to. Like I, I had a VIP sales call earlier today and guess what I told them? I'm like, uh, I'm excited because yesterday I landed a VIP client and a new student in my group. And later today. I'm doing an interview with the great Mike Koenigs. Like we take the wins in our world, anything from I went on a jog this morning and I'm feeling good to uh, things you have going on. Because if I didn't tell you, you wouldn't know. And if you and I jump on a call, I'll switch to a hypothetical for a moment. Um, if you and I jump on a call and you're like, how are you, Charles? And I go, I'm great. I, uh, I booked, you're my fourth call today and I've booked three joint ventures already today. Um, and I also got an, an invite to do an interview for Entrepreneur Magazine. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. How, how are you, Mike? So I've just handed you the frame through which to view me through. And when mm -hmm. I tell you 
again, this is real, but also in the context of time today, it's hypothetical. If I say Brian Tracy's team reached out because they want to promote me for a sixth time, the vetting is done in your mind whether I have quality content to share because of who I'm working with. Uh, so I want to I want to lean uh, I want to dial it back from these kind of more lofty examples and use something like this. Let's say you're jumping on and someone's newer to the space and you go, how are you, Charles? And I go, great. I've been doing one-on-one consulting and I'm excited because I'm launching a pilot group. I have seven people in there. We're going to get feedback, dial it in, and I'm going to start JVing with that in two months. So you're showing you have a plan, you're taking action, you know where you're going, who you serve. Uh, It's that kind of thing. And then the last wowing is after the interaction. Um, and this one's fun because it gives you the opportunity to be the unicorn. And what I mean is the fortunes in the follow-up. Most people do not follow up. Their life rushes on. They plow ahead just to make it through their day by being the person who follows up, by being the person who connects them with their ideal client or ideal partner or a great strategy you stand out and everybody's winning from the interaction. So they're very conscious. I'm going to connect you to a perfect client, a perfect partner, or share some resource that furthers your goals. And whoever I connect you with, you're both winning because you're going to serve them uh, like everyone wins from that. So following up very promptly because there's a half-life to follow up. If I follow up with you and in a month after we talk, it is way less meaningful than if I follow up the next day or the day yeah. after. So those uh, those mechanisms um, use consistently using con- uh, systems you trust that enable you to do that. And like you said, video, I'm a huge fan. Uh, selfishly, it's faster. And two, it, it conveys your energy, your warmth. The, it's like the two people are right in front of you and you're sharing a video intro. Uh, it, it's a great way to go. It is. I, I'm going to add a couple bonuses here because you use, I'm trying to think, you, you, what's the tool you use for video follow-up? I use Vidyard. Yes, um, that's right. And I, I also will use Facebook Messenger. There's a video feature in there built, built in. They're like 20-second videos. So quick follow-ups through there work pretty good too. Okay. Yeah. What I've, um, what I typically do is I use an app on my uh, desktop called Ecamm, which is just a direct video, but it allows me to simultaneously record to YouTube. And, um, you know, if they, if I know the person's an iPhone user, for example, I send them the actual video. If they're an Android, because I'm simultaneously, simulcasting it to YouTube, I can send them the YouTube link um, from my, my iPhone. And, uh, and I'm just like you. I want to just <clears throat> reiterate what you just said about the speed and the half-life. Um, like today, I had an enrollment conversation that I believe um, will be $75,000 plus it'll be an annual thing. So, I mean, it's a substantial multi-six-figure deal first conversation, first call. And during the networking relationship building, 
I'll ask the person, you know, do you have another decision maker um, who needs to see this? And we'll make the video on the spot. So I feature that that person and me. And if we're in Zoom, we record in Zoom or Zoom has a nice feature where you can record to YouTube an unlisted YouTube video. So, um, again, just adding on to what you're providing, um, that's you, you were exceptional in terms of your follow up and also you're precise. Um, you didn't say too much. Um, it wasn't too little. It provided a lot of value and you are exacting in your follow-up as well. So um, do you do do you manage your follow-up and relationship building inside your CRM? And if so, what are you using and how do you do that? Or is it all in Evernote? Oh yeah, well, it's a, a collection of tools that work together in a very frictionless way. So um some of them do come from my my CRM. Um I use one called close with a Z, close with a Z. Um, but also like I, I have an Asana board laid out for intros that I've promised people from conversations. So most conversations, there'll be one to three intros that come out of that. And so it is easy to get a backlog of intros when you're meeting with people. Um, so I've come up with a few ways to build that into my day. Um, I probably sent one of the intros to you while I was on my morning run. Was that true? I forget, mm -hmm. <laughs> but mm -hmm. yeah, I, I do a morning run and there's, uh, some scenic spots on the way and I'll shoot one to three intros every morning while I'm doing that. And it, it's a, it's a specific format. It's who who's the first person who's the second person the core thing they're each known for why you're connecting them so you're providing the context and after you get the rhythm of it the intros are between a minute and 15 seconds to a minute and 25 seconds so mm. they don't even take long to put together and then if i know you're both iphone users i'll just shoot it straight on the phone and and text you both um and then otherwise, Vidyard actually does have a mobile app where you can shoot, it uploads, and then it's just generating a link directly. Uh, one thing I like about Vidyard is it will create an animated GIF as well. So yes. when you're doing a, an email intro or, or even a follow-up, uh, I do this with clients too. So I'll interact this way. It just keeps it interesting. Um, and And those are ways I go about it. So it, um, we want to take the thinking out of what we're doing. Notice I know exactly where on the run I'm going to do the intros. I know where to look to see who's next. And, uh, so we want to remove the thinking out of what we're doing because when we don't know the next step on something, that's when we default to something we do know how to do and we're not progressing or following up. All right, let's break into the most important thing of all, which is following up. And we're kind of blending this here. But uh, first question I have for you is how do you stay top of mind with your most important professional relationships? Because at some point, there's only so many hours in the day. You've got to sift and sort uh, any efficiency strategies slash staying number one top of mind and remaining valuable. Perfect. Great question. So 
Uh, I will give you two answers. I'll tell you the one I rely on the most, though. Uh, so a few years ago, I was at an event and I connected with a, a friend and we talked for like two and a half hours in the lobby. And he was like, look, if I ever come to mind, just ping me. And I remember thinking, well, what if you're at dinner with your family? What if you're in a webinar? We're like, that sounds crazy. Just randomly ping people. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to do that with everybody. So um, when someone comes to mind, just ping them. Um, and I want to give some context to that. Usually they're coming to mind because something reminded you of them. Maybe you just had a meeting with someone they're friends with. Maybe, uh, you know, you booked a ticket to an event they spoke at. Like, they're coming to mind for a reason. Uh, it could be, you know, some hobby of theirs. Maybe you're into gear and photography. I might have found the best new solution for something that I know you're going to love hearing about. So, um, and ping them means shoot them a text, ping them in Messenger, shoot them an email. And this was something I learned and just started doing. It wasn't some native behavior. Uh, and now I'll find I'm waking up, I'm brushing my teeth and I've texted three people. Like you're just interacting, staying top of mind, connecting, providing value, thinking of intros for people. And, uh, just doing this as a matter of, of habit, you'll look through your text list. I mean, uh, not since Joe's been on sabbatical, but Joe Polish and I have texts going back and forth and all these different people because we're keeping in touch and top of mind. And that that also has to do with wowing your partners. Um, I, I was interviewing Jordan Harbinger and uh, mm -hmm. he, he was guy. quoting uh, a Harvey McKay book, um, Dig the Well Before You're Thirsty, uh, Give Without Expectation and Don't Keep Score. And so by doing this as a matter of habit, you'll have so much opportunity in your life you won't know what to do with. And here's the difference. If you and I are in touch, I'm I'm just saying hi to check in as a friend. I'm sending you intros. We have common things we like doing or talking about. Um, later, whenever the time comes, uh, you're going to be far more eager and likely to support something I'm doing versus not hearing from me for two and a half years. And I go, Hey, Mike, I've got a launch next week. Can you mail? They're like, no, I can't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, uh, like you said, it's not all about what you might get later. It's just about as a way of being, be someone who provides value and, and, uh, comes in service and the rest just comes together naturally. Yes. That I, uh, once again, can't agree more. One thing that um, I have found along those lines is another way to stay top of mind is having a special background. I make a point of shooting, like I've got a, a camera mount in my car. Uh, and, you know, when people receive a video that's kind of just in timey, it, it impresses them. Um, or like this past weekend, for example, I was with my wife and Paso Robles and some friends. So I made a point of making a couple of videos and some follow-ups in between things. And it'll be like, where are you? You know, it starts a new conversation, a dialogue. So just being interesting 
um, and interested makes a huge difference. So those are those are great tips. That is a good point. And uh, along those lines, um, when I'm somewhere cool, somewhere scenic and beautiful, I'll specifically shoot a few touch base videos. Uh, Sometimes I'll even batch a few together, especially if I'm shooting other content. I'll, I'll do them on my phone just quick. But if I'm shooting pro content, I... I was in at a resort in Yountville in the Napa Valley two weeks ago. And one of my VIP clients, I was doing an intro for, I had a camera person, all this stuff. And I shot this intro that looked like a pro shoot. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. it sort of was, but it's just like, wow, that <laughs> it's, it's going above and beyond. And I, I agree with you shooting stuff in between things and at interesting places is uh is wonderful yep all right next one then how do you remind yourself to check in and follow up what tools techniques are you using you already mentioned asana and uh close your crm uh is it more of that or what's what's your strategy for staying on top of this and not letting balls drop sure well there's a a few ways to go about it ideally you're putting follow-ups either um in your CRM, or in our case, to Asana, I'll have uh, joint venture follow-ups, high-ticket client follow-ups. Um, so let's, in fact, it happened today. I had a, a high-ticket sales call, and these this couple's dying to hire me, but now is not the right time. So um, we're scheduling a follow-up call for like uh, a month out. But another thing I'll do very regularly, especially when a a day is moving really fast, um, they might say, Hey, reach back out in a couple of weeks or, or whatever the timeframe. So there's two ways I'll go about that. One, I'll just press the Siri button on my phone and say, remind me in two weeks to ping Mike, Mm -hmm. uh, an even better way that I like, uh, to do is, uh, I use, uh, an email app called Newton and I create a delayed send. Um, so I could shoot a follow-up right when we hang up and say, Hey Mike, it was great being on the show. I'm excited for X, Y, Z that we're doing. And I'll shoot that video and write a brief email and hit send, but it's a delayed send. So it delivers in two weeks or, or whatever. And the reason that's phenomenal I don't even have to trust myself to follow up because I already did. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Gmail has a similar send in the future. If, if it's not built in, there's an, uh, an extension for it. So that's really good. Um, great. Great. So let's move on to someone who has hundreds or thousands of important contacts um, to manage and prioritize you know if you think through the lens of scaling charles or when you're scaling another business owner and you're teaching them what you're doing along with the jv or high ticket coaching you do like what's what's your response to that sure uh so it ends up being a a very similar approach so there's kind of two categories of this there's um I will say like your, your general list and your audience, that kind of touch base. And then there's like warmer folks, like I'm not going to ever mail you from my CRM. I'm going to 
email you directly or text mm-hmm. you. Um, so I, I treat them differently, but the philosophies can be the same. Um, in, in my CRM, I, I program it and I help clients do this to have people bubble up when they should, meaning you might have connections in there that you want to stay in touch with every six months. You might have warmer folks you want to stay in touch with every three weeks, uh, whatever the time frame that is appropriate for who we're talking about. These could be anyone from friends, peers, high ticket client leads, um, you know, whatever the the uh, pipeline you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And then you you set the frequency by which they bubble back up. So if I set you to to come up, come up every three weeks, um, I'm spoon fed who to reach out to when. And uh, also, if there is an interaction, that timer automatically resets. So it's not just some random thing. It's it's actually all measured and tracked. And then uh, if you have some crazy high volume too, you can have uh, your team support you in that doing direct outreach with quick little emails. Um, you'd want to find ways to personalize it, but they can be built off a, a, a simple template format. And then um, you can have those things go out automatically or have your team do it. And as the conversations evolve, those bubble back up to where you're actually interacting with them. Okay. Very good. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about anything else um, through the lens here, because I've asked the questions I've had about lead gen, building relationships, following up. But are there some questions that I should be asking you that I'm not that are nuanced and make all the difference in the world? Sure. So, uh, number one is turning every opportunity into two or three more systematically. So every joint venture I book, they lead to two or three more. Um, and that's a rebooking with them, integrating deeper with them, getting waves of intros to their favorite partners. I I got an intro yesterday from Gina Gavellini. Like these just come in all the time. A, because I'm giving them out all the time, mm-hmm. um, but just inherently they do regardless. So point being, you bake it into your process with your clients, with your partners, with your students to uh, help their friends and connections too by connecting them to you. So baking that into the DNA of your workflows, that that's why it's... It's not even difficult to book two to six joint ventures a week. They start just coming to you. Um, now, of course, you need to connect with folks. If you vanish, you're not going to book anything. But um, w- when you're doing the basics, it, it just becomes a, a self, self-perpetuating self system. I right. call it the system that makes success inevitable because it's like a big cookie cutter you're using over and over to build Amazing relationships while lining up huge deals. I love it. Uh, And let's talk just a little bit. This is my uh, very elegant way of segueing into, you know, who's a right fit for you when you're working with them and you're doing JVs? Like who's, who's a right fit? Who isn't a right fit? How big do you go? How big do you go? Well, uh, 
in general, like I'll, uh, I'll detach myself from this briefly. In general, you're working with partners who are your size or, uh, let's say up to two or three times as, as big. It's like if I were to text Jeff Walker right now, he's, he's not going to promote me, um, quite likely, although they are in talks about some trainings for their folks. But anyway, um, like you can't leapfrog. I can't call Tony Robbins and have him do that. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean you can't build a relationship and provide value where you can, but you're kind of working within your, uh, I guess, weight classes is how I'd put it. But you continually ping pong your way up the whole time. Um, you, you keep up leveling who, who you're working with ways you're able to provide value. Like the referral that I gave you, um, having someone of that caliber in, in the network, it, it's cause of always reaching out and connecting and up leveling. Um, the, the person I referred five years ago wouldn't have known me at all. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's always, uh, working from the pools you're in. And and always, uh, I guess, growing from there. Good. So let's go back to you, which is um, for someone listening to this right now. And they're like, all right, I like this Charles Bird guy. Who do you want to work with right now? Who's your ideal right fit? And how do they reach out to you to learn a little bit more? Sure. So uh, I'll, I'll answer this three ways from ideal clients ideal students and and then ideal joint venture partners. So um, ideal clients for my private work, usually their business is doing a million plus. They have tapped out on Facebook. They're having uh, trouble growing from where they are and they want to, they want to diversify their leads and they would like to take a crack at free leads. Uh, Mm -hmm. Connecting with people who already have hundreds of thousands of your ideal folks in their audience is the most direct path to to growing because you're already coming in uh, very warm with people far more willing to buy your product and willing to spend more money. Um, and then I also run a group program. It's a eight week implementation program uh, called Pure JV. And the ideal folks for that they have existing products or services. They're looking for uh, a free traffic source to create dependable revenue in their business. Um, and those folks range anywhere from, uh, six, um, figures all the way to sometimes a few million, but the sweet spot is, uh, typically between six and seven figures for the group. And then ideal joint venture partners. These are folks with audiences above 10,000, um, unless they have really tight knit communities. Um, and it's coaches, consultants, or course builders. Um, we're able to get people results in all kinds of niches, but I, I focus on coaches, course builders, and consultants. Great, great. So where do they go? How do they do you have an where, email address, a website? Where should, we, where should we send them to? Sure. Uh, yeah, they can go to uh, purejv.com, purejv.com. And my email is charles at purejv.com. That's easy, easy. All right. Well, here's what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to throw in my endorsement because um, it was just one conversation with Charles. He immediately added value. And then 
we started chatting. He met with my team and we've been optimizing our triage and also how we're systematically tracking and managing people. My, my team needed some support and some help and he provided some insights, which also just meant we ended up going deeper together. And I've been sending uh, some referrals your way and vice versa. I know one of them's already enrolled and just listening to you today, I have some more ideas. Um, so that's the nice thing about doing a, a podcast is it gets my brain spinning. And it's another reason why doing podcasts with people is a great mechanism for building uh, JVs and, and lead gen as well. And uh, I also wanted to share. So that's that's the key thing is Charles is a great guy. He's got big ideas uh, and he really thinks about relationships in a way, in, in a powerful way. I just, I appreciate that about you tremendously. Well, well thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And uh, I've got more ideas on how we're going to continue working together. So I'm just looking forward to a longer term relationship, connecting you with more folks and just getting to know more about you and, and what works best and also how to elevate your status and authority in this space. So you're talking to, you know, a two, two times or a 10 times bigger uh, relationship, because the truth of the matter is every business can benefit from JVs. Um, so that's what I got. Anything else yeah, you want to add before I let you go? No, you're absolutely right. Um, just even the call yesterday, the person I was speaking with, his ideal client represents 500K a year in revenue, and I can show him how to quadruple that. In fact, many of my clients, I have 3X their revenue. Others, even within eight weeks, I've... I've uh, increase their revenue by 45%. Because when you add a free traffic source, augmenting whatever you're already doing well, uh, it, it's just a beautiful thing. Um, so yeah, I really want to thank you, Mike, for the opportunity to spend the, the time with you and share this. I'm very passionate about it. And these are all learnable skills. They're absolutely learnable skills. Um, and when you're handed a, a vetted system for exactly how to do it, like everything's templated from how how to even take notes on the call, how to connect with the person, how to follow up, and all the systems baked in. It makes it very plug and play. It's a, a paint by numbers approach. And that's your eight-week course that they can learn at, learn about at puregv.com. That's right. Eight-week or working privately. Right on. All right. Well, that's what we got. This is Charles Bird puregv.com write to him at charles at puregv.com and i appreciate you sir thanks for spending time with me today thank you mike my pleasure